people try to imitate what we do. They stop before they started cause they got no follow through. So why don't you come on over? Yo, 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 yo. It's your girl, Cinco. Is it gone for real? Oh, yeah, it's been going the whole time. <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, all right, let's go. Nope, that's it. That's all right. Well, we are off and running here with more than a game rebranded hey. with Maya LaFleur replacing our dearly departed Sean Whittinghill. Down in somewhere in Texas. I don't know where. Still in our hearts, though. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll say that. I don't know. It it, it depends. But we have Maya here, Maya yes, Lafleur, the the incomparably talented Maya Lafleur. Maya, for those all two people who don't know you, uh, <laughs> give give us a thirty seconds about Maya Lafleur. Um, it's just me. I'm your girl. Um. 20-year-old from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm just out here living life, living the dream. I'm trying to live the dream out here. Um, yeah. I love God. I love people. That's about it. That's do, do you still love Sean for tapping you to be the person who replaces him know. at this? I don't know. The last day he was here in Clarksville, he was like, all right, now be ready. And literally the next day you called me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he'd said, this, uh, he'd said this a couple of months in advance. I was like, have you told her? Have you told her that she's going to? No, man, I'm going to let it be a surprise. And so the last thing he did out of town was, okay, I see how it is. Yeah, before he dipped out of town. Okay, if you are unfamiliar with this podcast, the point and purpose of this is addressing issues, challenges, successes, failures, and anything to do with student-athlete development, welfare, and well-being. Well, that's what it is. I don't know what you're... <laughs> Man, she just made a face. Did, did you smell a noxious fart no, over there? No, that was just so dramatic. That's well, that's, that is what this is, and it leads us into today's topic, which is the student-athlete bias. Yes. I think it's important to acknowledge up front that you guys have pretty good lives. Oh, for sure. I'm, we're in a very blessed position as student athletes, a lot of people don't get this chance. I think uh, one of my coaches was talking about the other day, it was like 1% of basketball players even get to go to the D1 level. So, I mean, we're blessed to be student athletes here. But it's more than just the perks. It's not all the travel and all the gear and everything else. It's yeah. it's a grind, and it's, it's year-round at this point. It's it's a job, basically. Like, when you sign that national letter of intent, it's, you're like, you're giving your life away. But, I mean, the benefits of it overweigh the grind, I believe. And I love the grind. So, speaking for myself, I love the grind. So, I. But you said the interesting thing there, which is it is a job. Yeah. And, you, and it has to be taken seriously like a job. Yes, sir. And a lot of times you can't, like, you can't go get an actual job <laughs> if you wanted one. Yeah. It's... It's nonstop. Did you expect it to be 360 days a year the way it is? 
Uh, yeah, I was pretty much prepared for it just because, like, my family background and my brothers play D1 football. So, like, they were always telling me, like, Maya, when you get to that position, if you make it to that position, like, this is what it's going to be. Like, you're going to choose this life that you want. So I was pretty much prepared for it. Like, my AAU coaches, they would always be like, this is what it is, and you have to go in there and embrace it. It's not like a joke. It's an actual job. So I think I've done a pretty good job with the transition from high school to college in that aspect. How do you think student-athletes are considered by the standard student? That's a funny question. Actually, um, me and my good friends, Kentel Williams from football and Riley Cooper from golf, women's golf, uh, they actually had me guest on one of their podcasts. They're calm majors, so – and what they did was go around campus and actually ask, like, standard students, um, what do you think about student athletes and this and that? And it was, like, 50-50. So, like, some of the students were like, man, they just have it unfair. Like, it's unfair. They get to turn in their work at different times and things of that nature. And some were like, we really appreciate, like, what they do for their university. We love coming to watch their games, things of that nature. So, like, I kind of know, like, what they're thinking. And I think the difference there is, like, the standard student understanding what the student athlete goes through on a day-to-day basis. I feel like the more of the positive comments were coming from students who knew what we endured day-to-day and just weren't blindly just saying, like, hey, I don't like student athletes because of that. And Like, the stuff, like, with, oh, they get to turn stuff in at a different time. Like, yeah, okay, let's make that argument, but let's make the other argument of you're also doing this assignment – on a bus to the middle of nowhere exactly. with spotty Wi-Fi, exactly. and sometimes things just happen, yeah. and you got to make some allowances for that as yeah. well. That's the thing that people just don't see is that you get on buses and you sleep two to a hotel room or three to a hotel room <laughs> in some cases, and it's like it's not as glamorous it's as glamorous it looks it, sometimes. Yeah, it looks, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I just it's. It's it's hard. It's a grind, like we talked about. Um, it's a grind, but it's also a blessing. I mean, it's, it's just understanding that a standard student just understanding what we go through. It's a major part of it. Around everything you have to do, how much work goes into just simply creating a class schedule to fit it all in? Um, I have to say that's not even, like, one of the hardest things to do. Um, here at Austin P, I I know we have – through the D2L, you can make, like, well, our coaches uh, tell us, like, what times we can't schedule our classes for practice and things like that. So there's this thing online that Ryan is my academic advisor, so he does, like, most of it helping me. Um, You just put in, like, the time that you can't have class, and then it'll generate, like, over 100 schedules. So, like, literally just picking those out of that is the hardest part and just picking when you want to eat (laughs) <laughs> in between, you don't want to be coming straight off two classes or three classes and going straight into practice with, like, no mental break. So that's probably the hardest part, I'd say, um, so when, when it comes to selecting classes is uh, figuring out when you want to eat, when you don't want that break, or you don't want a, a whole gap in between your day, just not doing nothing. When you could be doing something like sleeping, which is very valuable. I will say that sounds awesome to have that many classes how oh, many that that many options yeah. arrayed out to where you can just kind of pick? Yeah, sometimes it's difficult though. Like sometimes you can't take the professor you want to take or the recommended professor because it's during practice time. 
that'll come up often, but it'll generate like over a hundred schedules that you can make. What do you do if a professor just doesn't quite get athletics and the commitment that's involved? Uh, well, the key there is what I like to do is I go up to my professors on the first day of class. Um, I usually try to wear my awesome P gear on the first day just so they know. But I go up to them and I just be like, hey, I'm a student athlete on the women's basketball team and I might be missing some class days, some tests um, because of competition. And usually they're understanding, but once again, it's like 50-50 there. Um, but if they don't, I've only had like one situation where I've had to take a test like a week before. A uh, week before the rest of the class had to take the test and like I didn't even know the material yet. Like it wasn't taught, <laughs> but like the teacher was that strict on it. And she was, like, on top of her stuff. So I, I just had to study. Like, there was nothing else I could do at that point. I just had to study and prepare myself and take it. In place of getting extra time, you got less time than everybody else. Yeah, see, it just it's all over the place when it comes to things like that. Do you have a sense that you guys miss out on a standard collegiate experience because of what you do? Um, <laughs> me and my teammate were actually having this conversation the other day. Um... It was. It came down to, if we weren't student athletes, we would be bored. Like we wouldn't want to be here. It came to down. It came down to that. But sometimes it does feel like, hey, like on Friday nights we don't get to stay out late, or um, we don't get to take like direct naps after our class. Like we have to go outside or to the court to run and stuff like that. Like we don't get the adequate time to do our homework because we're always doing something else. But I feel like. Being a student athlete enhances my collegiate experience in that way. The, well, that's all I know. So I feel like that's it doesn't take away from it for me. Like, we still have fun. We still um, – You're still developing ex shared experiences with your teammates and everything. It's yeah. just not the same as the typical It's not the same athlete. memories being built. Um, I'd say if, like, you're, if you're struggling with that as a student athlete, um, just get involved on campus. Like, not only am I involved and in, – like with my team and stuff, but I'm involved on campus with SAC, with National Honor Society on campus, like different things. And I'm able to, I have friends that are on campus who like invite me to those activities. So it's not that hard to like be a regular student, I guess. Once people understand that, hey, I want to be here, let me know when things are happening, they're want, they want you there yeah, as well. Yeah, they want you there. And they're able to like work around your schedules at times as well. So it's all about what you want to do. It's, it's what you make it, really. So. What do student athletes feel they owe people when it comes to time and commitments and performance? Um, do you feel pressure to go out and perform based on, I guess, priv your privilege as a student athlete? Yeah, I want to say no, but it's definitely a lot of pressure when it comes to performance and winning at that. Um, if you're trying, if that's what you're asking, so like. Not just indiv not just individual performance on the court, but like donating your time in the community, oh, being yeah. committed to various different causes around the athletic department. It's a lot. It, it is a lot. So, like as you know, we have Gov's Cup here, and that um, scores like academics, community involvement, uh, student athlete development. Uh, and winning games. So, like, oftentimes I'll catch myself checking it, and I'm like, oh, man, women's basketball, we low on community service. Like, like I'll literally go to Amy, who's our adobo, and be like, hey, can we do something, like, to get our points up so we can beat this other team and so our score doesn't look that bad. Like, it's 
it's pressure there. And even with like your family, like we're all here. Our families are at home. They're expecting us to do big, like they're checking stuff and it's, it's pressure. They'll call you like, hey, why weren't you doing this? Or why'd y'all lose? Like what was going on? I was like, mom, I, <laughs> like, I can't tell you like all the details like that, but it's pressure even from boosters. Like when boosters come to our game, it's like, wow, we thank them for the support. But if we lose, it's like, we just let all these 50 people down who just came to support us so it's pressure everywhere from our coaches coach expectations because they recruited us to come here and perform so if we're not doing those things then it's a lot of pressure i feel like do you or have you seen people pursue things academically that they wouldn't care about just because it makes your schedule easier keeps you in the dunn center more offers more online classes just some majors are so highly specialized that being a student athlete and being in that major would be difficult. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can relate this to like some of my teammates from high school who went on to play collegiate sports. And they were like, from when we were little, they were like, yeah, I'm going into the medical field. I want to do this, want to do that. Then when they got to college, uh, they would like go through a first semester or even before then, like their academic advisor and their coaches telling them, hey, you might miss out on this and that because you have to take a medical exam then and there because it's more demanding than some of the other uh, majors. So I've seen it happen to where students have to change their major or pick another subject that they probably wouldn't even like doing just because of basketball or just because of their sport and the time that they had to dedicate to their sport so they would take away from their academics a little bit, trying to even it out, you know? So I've seen it happen. Um, How do you make that analysis of, okay, I I owe basketball this, but I also owe my future this? Yeah. Ooh, that's that's tough. Um, I'd say if you know, you, you can make it by if you know the time that you're going to put into, say, medical say the time that you're going to put into the medical field is equal to the amount of time that you're going to put in the basketball like I've but then some some people some of my teammates like they know that hey I'm not gonna be able to like do that so I'm gonna stick here I'm gonna go this route just because it'll lighten the load or it'll be easier with my schedule so I feel like you know if you know how much time you want to put into it. You know how hard you want to work for it. If you've got a very clearly defined goal, yeah. then pursue it. But if you're still trying to figure it out, yeah, <laughs> make make it make the schedule easy on yourself. For sure, that's my advice on that. How can you make the most of summer opportunities when your sports out of session? Is it easier to take an internship or catch up on classes, or does the summer grind take just as much or more effort? The summer grind is tough, I'd say. I can only speak for my sport. We're, I feel like we're, most for the most part, year-round because, like, we're here in the summer. We're here during Christmas. <laughs> we're here in fall, spring. Like, we're always here. So, um, in my situation, this past summer, I actually tried to challenge myself. Um, I love to see when athletes, you know, go home and – help out there in their communities, train younger athletes. Like, I love to see that. But this year, I just wanted – I stayed here. Um, as you know, I had that ACL injury, so I had to be here for rehab and things like that. But 
I applied for applied for a marketing internship at Forterra and I got it. And so that was it was difficult. It wasn't like the easiest thing having an internship just because it was the summer, but it was difficult like planning those things out. My workout times were different than some of my other teammates when we started back working out. But um, I I like the challenge. I feel like if you want to pursue an internship, do it in the summer. If you're not one of those um, seniors who just like doesn't have any classes and only has to do an internship, uh, I would say doing the summer. Um, it was that was big for me because when you sit back and think about it, I know this is a whole nother topic, but like basketball doesn't define me. So I wanted to look into my future and just be like, hey. Let's try and build something after this. So that's why I really went into that marketing internship at Forterra. Trying to fill out and see what I want to do in my life after basketball. So Any ideas yet? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> not <laughs> you got You got time. It's yeah. not, no big deal. Didn't want to put you on the spot there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know yet. Is the cost worth the benefit? Oh, that's a yes. Definite yes. Um, it's the heat of the moment. You'll be like, man, I don't want to do this. This is not worth it. Like You hear that all the time from athletes. Like coming out for summer grind or waking up at six a.m. Waking up at six a.m. Like this is not worth it. Like I really don't want to be here, but it's definitely worth the um, the cost is definitely worth the benefit. Like whether that be from the connections that you make, um, the pain you endure, the hardships, the winning, the memories, it's it's all worth it. Like it's all worth it. And I say the. The challenges are the greatest benefit you get from it. It's like the fight that athletes have is different. It's different from like a standard student. Like we just go harder at times. You can see that even in classes. Like we're we're going harder for something. Like we have to team up in groups. The athletes use the one that's like grinding, grinding, trying to get the job done. So, what's the one thing you wish you could help the university at large understand about being a student athlete? Mm. I just say. Bridging the gap. I think athletes want to, like, have that interaction with the standard student and, like, be involved on campus, but oftentimes they're not able to because of schedule conflicts and competition. So I feel like the university understanding that athletes want to be involved, like, with other things that are going on on campus is important. And just recently, actually, SAC teamed up with SGA and uh, – Monday, this following Monday coming up, we're going to be doing a karaoke night with the athletics. It's based around the football championship, so, like, the OVC champions um, are going to be, like, the highlight of it, but it will be, like, athletes and then standard students. We're going to be in the terrace doing karaoke night, fun, food, fellowship, all that. So, shout-out to SGA Vice President Keto Aru. He put that together. It was his idea. He came to the SAC meeting, and we talked about it, and we came up with that. So, I think bridging the gap between athletics and academics is something that I want to push towards the university. So it sounds like some inroads are being made there already. Yeah, for sure. And I'm loving it. So anything else you want to, any more wisdom you'd like to impart? Uh, that's all I got for today. Well, you know, for your first one, that was pretty good. Really? Yeah. You liked it? Yeah. <laughs> Sean went off on a bunch of irrelevant tangents that didn't have anything to do with <laughs> anything. So, yeah, you, this, this is great. Um, we don't have any segues to end, so uh, thank you for joining us. Be sure to tune in next time that Maya has an incredible idea that she wants to share with you. Yes, sir.